0: Welcome to 2A for Today. This is Zoe, your host of 2A for Today, distributed by the New American Magazine. I got a treat for you guys today. A brother named Whitfield Smith out of Jonesboro,
1: Georgia. Why don't you check this video out real quick? This all was caught on surveillance cameras. Fox 5 reporter Eric Perry is live outside the home in Clayton County. So Eric, what happened? Yeah, Tom Christine, honestly, what happened that group of men picked the wrong house cold to try to burglarize here. You can see the evidence on this BMW from that shootout just riddled with gunfire. That man said he just wanted to make sure his wife was protected.
2: I don't want to die at home. (laughs) I survived Afghanistan and everything else. To die at home? In my own yard.
1: The goal for Whitfield Smith was to protect his family and home early Monday morning when he noticed a group of men on his ring camera.
2: I'm noticing uh, a, a young man running from my neighbor's yard across my front lawn into the middle of the street to meet up with two other gentlemen. One of the men made a near fatal decision. Sprints of my driveway. I can see on camera that he's hunched down wearing a gray hoodie and he's got some kind of firearm in his hand he reaches to try to get into my bmw that's in the driveway the door is locked grab my rifle head outside with
1: flip-flops pajama pants and no shirt this veteran went to war to
2: protect his wife who was hiding inside boom 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 there was one gentleman that was on the other side of the trees and the main protagonist was right here using my truck as a shield.
1: At one point, he kicked off his flip flops, races inside, puts on clothes and comes back out. He says he didn't have time to be afraid. Only time to act.
2: I didn't think that they'd be shooting at me and I'd be hearing bullets whiz past me.
1: This father fears he would have been dead if it wasn't for his BMW to shield the nearly two dozen bullets.
2: They said, Mr. Smith, you're very brave. You're very brave you 're very crazy, you 're very stupid, but you 're very brave,
1: yeah, and Mr. Smith is alive, thankfully, no one was injured in any of this. He says those that the group of men actually got away with the firearm that he had inside of his truck there. He also says that after the gunfire really erupted, they tried to break into neighbors' homes to escape. They were unsuccessful, but they are still out there. If you know anything about this, come forward to Clayton County Police. Of course, you can remain anonymous. Scary moments here in Clayton County, but that's the latest. I'm Eric Perry, Fox 5 News. Yeah, he made it through Afghanistan, and this happens in his own front yard. Unbelievable. Unreal. Eric, thanks.
0: Our two-way for today, Modern militiaman, is actually in the studio with us by way of Zoom today. His name is Whitfield Smith. Whitfield, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: (laughs) It's so great, man, to... You know that, that you actually are here you know <laughs> because things yeah. could have turned out quite differently
2: yes it was, it was pretty close uh it was pretty close a couple of shots were pretty close they were whizzing by yeah yeah <laughs> you, know, you get that, that little like. mosquito sound <laughs> well you get you so when you're getting shot at first time i was in afghanistan i was in uh nawa trek nawa afghanistan First time a bullet goes past you, you hear a bullet goes past, you, you think it's a mosquito because it's zoop, zoop, And it's like, wow, mosquito. And then you hear, you see the impacts and it's like, oh, those are not mosquitoes at all. And so this was reminiscent of that. Um, like you said, you know, I, I just thank God that I'm here, you know, for my family and be able to talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a phenomenon, too, when you're under fire and you fire back, you don't even hear the gun go off sometimes.
2: Did, did you experience that, too? Uh no, it was, it was a pretty loud gun. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got pretty big guns. So I definitely <laughs> heard them go off. But uh it, it, it was like being uh it was kind of like being shrouded, like kind of being in a a chamber, like just kind of being shrouded in a chamber, and it wasn't as loud as you would think. Yeah, I guess you would say it kind of minimized the sound. It was like it was more happening and I kind of remembered. The sound but at the time yeah you really don't hear it not now that you mention it i'll agree you really don't really hear it so much at the time Mm -hmm. i saw those muzzle flashes Mm -hmm. how many of them were there uh individuals yes sir okay um so initially i thought it was i thought it was two guys or you know that that i was shooting at but apparently it was five altogether. Uh, yeah. So there were two guys in a truck that were that dropped the guys off. And then there were three guys on foot. And when we looked on camera, we could see where they were coming from. My neighbors from both sides. One came from the neighbor to the right. Two were in the bushes on my neighbor on the left side. They left gold chains. We found those like three days later <laughs> behind my neighbor's bushes.
0: Now, And what were you uh, what were you defensing? What were you defending yourself with?
2: Uh, initially, uh, don't laugh. I, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself here, but I'm going to give High Point some kudos. <laughs> I have a High Point uh, carbine. So it's a carbine stock 995, shoots nine millimeter rounds. Okay. And I got that because when I initially was going to deploy, I needed a weapon that my wife would be able to shoot without too much recoil and kickback because, you know, I was going to be gone for seven, nine, seven to nine months. Mm-hmm. But we kept it, it works. But, you know, I needed an AR-15. So initially I came out with a 995. And that's when you see me on the video I'm laying down rounds and then I'm running back in suppression because they're firing back like dozens of shots. So I'm shooting and they're shooting back like repeatedly. So I kick off my flip flops, go in the house (laughs) and I get the the AR-15 which is chambered in 300 blackout. And you know, that's what you need to defend yourself. Yeah. You know, when it's a real life defense, defense situation, I thought they would flee initially. I'm like, OK, I'll just go out there, shoot them, scare them before they steal anything or hit the button, which everybody's like, you know, you're just trying to protect your cars and cars. No, idiot. If they get in the vehicle, one button you're in the house. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now There's it's just one of them. There's enough yeah. of them.
2: And, and it's four or five gentlemen. And they came armed. I have to assume they wanted more than 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 the hubcaps off my car. They didn't come know? for the car, man. You don't, you don't need three people to go get a car. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I appreciate that because, you know, that wasn't what was going through my mind when I ran out the house, yeah. start naked, you know, and I don't have my PT bot that I used to have. So it wasn't a, you know, a am so sexy moment. You know, I'm out there in my Winnie the Pooh, silk pajama bottoms, flip flops, and the absolute cheapest firearm that my family owns and so you know literally i didn't think it was going to escalate to what it did but when i went out there and they started returning fire i'm like oh wow gotta go get an actual tool that can do the job wow yeah yeah well it sounds like you know what you're doing
0: you're trained you know uh you know what you're what you're handling you built obviously it sounds like you built some stuff so uh tell me a little bit about your training
2: so uh, and I'm going to give a shout out to my first sergeant, uh, first sergeant Hart with uh one eye Marines. He's retired now, but uh, he's the, re- well, FMTB, Fleet Marine Force Training Battalion. They train me on iron sights. Hoorah, er, so-
0: devil dog. Hoorah, er.
2: Thank you, boss. <laughs> Thank you, hoorah. And uh, so they got me good on iron sights, but first sergeant honed me in. He- I can't use the colorful language that he used, but he made me better and at the time you know it was tough love but thank god i literally called him like i called him on the phone we i keep in contact with most of my brothers and my sisters uh in armed forces and i literally called him i said hey man i don't care what anybody says on the videos or anything like that thank you because i remember that moment like you know you know how you have those snippets in your mind and i literally flash back we're in 29 palms And I literally hear him hitting my Kevlar helmet. Doc, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to shoot the the AR-15 like we did at FMTB, you know, with the Navy, Mm -hmm. with the ACOG, the same way I did with iron sights. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I'm a good shot. I swear to God, he's like, well, you're not a bleepity bleep good at nothing, are you? And I'm like, but I'm doing it right. And I'm like having a Colin Noir. I don't know if you know who Colin Noir is. Yeah, yeah. But he has this one video. He's trying to shoot this new weapon he's got. And you could tell he's getting emotional. He's like almost at tears because it's frustrating when you're really trying to do something well. And for your best efforts, you can't do it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And now people are watching you and that pressure kicks in. And like I was at, I, so I really couldn't relate to the guy. So anyway, I'm at that moment and I'm like, but I know I'm good and I've done it good before. And He's like, "What are you doing?" So he shows me how to line the ACOG up, how to aim properly with the sights, and once we had that little uh, delightful interaction, I'll call it, I was spot <laughs> on, and I was so proud of myself. And he's like, "You know, GD, you me on the Kevlar again, <laughs> one for instruction and one for congratulation, I guess, you know." Yeah. yeah and he's yeah. like, "Now you got it. That's it." And now I'm just tearing up everything. I'm keyholing everything. And I was so happy. And so I couldn't, well, I'm not going to say I couldn't wait, but you know how you, you can't wait to prove yourself. I'm worthy. You know, I, I took it as an honor to be able to serve with Marines. That is an honor. You know what I'm saying? And not only to serve with them, but to be accepted in that community and looked at as a brother. And when they go from calling you quorum in the dock, it means something. And my brother's definitely call me doc and yeah, yeah. i I carry that in a kind of way like it'll never go I'm, I'm getting a little emotional right now but yeah yeah i um it means a lot to me and yeah. i'm just proud of everything else like i said those guys they poured into my cup you know they say i poured into theirs but i swear they poured into my cup and they helped me to be able to handle situations like this so obviously obviously yeah And it doesn't come out and it doesn't come out until it needs to happen. You know, I'm not walking around every day. I'm Billy bad, bad butt or anything like that. But when it hits the fan, so to speak, and it comes out like my first firefight, it hit the fan, it came out and it was surreal because I kind of stepped back from myself like, that's you, you know, like literally I was scared. You know what? You know, when I when I get to what if I fail, what if I'm what if the training doesn't kick in? What if I'm scared and I don't react and I let all these people down? How would I ever come home, face my wife, you know, you know, my father, uncles, grandfather. I'm fourth generation. My son is fifth generation. And I want to join the Air Force. I want to be in the sky, far away from any kind of face to face, (laughs) close quarter, anything. (laughs) That's why I scored so high on the test. Yeah. But, you know, when it happened, it kicked in. And, I mean, I thank God for that. Yeah. Thank God for the Marine Corps. Yeah. I, I love my brothers, man. I, I, that's the best way I can explain it. I, I, I thank God for those guys, man, because the training is so continuous and repetitive, you know, even gun safety, treat, never keep, keep, treat, never keep, keep. They say so much. And mm-hmm. I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. But, you know, if you screw it, you know how that is. If you screw it up, they'll – do some interesting things to train you up on it, like tying your gun or taping your, your gun to your arm and to your person uh, to the point where you'll get it. And, but yeah. you realize how important it is. Yeah. You got people on the side of you that are dependent on you and vice versa. So, yeah, well, I you
0: just, know, I'm not, I don't think you should, uh, you know, necessarily get all get a carrier plate and go run around the woods with your AR-15. Right. And, and and play militia. But I think there's a, a real need for you to, to to take what you've learned and help, you know, gather your neighbors together, because obviously this is probably shaking up your community. I mean, yes. it wasn't just one person randomly lost his mind and, you know, was depressed because of a girlfriend or something and just kind of, you know, this was people who premeditated, planned out, hiding in the bushes, hooded and masked up, ready to light you up. And that's not. That's not good. So tell me a little bit about what you're going forward. I mean, are you, do you have any plans to kind I mean, of your, your family? Tell me about their training and then tell me if you have any
2: plans for helping your neighbors and becoming a defensive community. So my wife and I, we go to the gun range frequently. I'm giving shouts out to these people that I, and they, I feel like they should be like paying me or giving me something for cash app or something. But uh, so we go to our uh continuously they give us military discount and they let us kind of just have at it with, with, with shooting and whatnot my wife is she's actually a pretty good shot so with a pistol she's uh i'm not gonna say better but she she, she she's pretty good she and she's gotten she's she's gotten comfortable uh with with the weapon and even loading and unloading the clips with with fingernails i'm like that's pretty impressive so yeah. You know, so we train and my son, well, like, you know, he's a Marine now, so he's super trained. My oldest son, you know, I've taught him most of what I know, most of what I know. So he's very competent uh, with, with pistols and rifles and whatnot and how to protect yourself and situational awareness. Um, mm-hmm. I think I preach that more than anything else. Keep your eyes open on what's around, you, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know that they're probably... They're like, wow, dad's at it again. But that's what I, you know, I preach that more than anything else. If you're aware of what's around you, you could prevent something before it happens usually, you know. But moving forward, to answer that question, um, we're selling a house, uh, you know, so we're going to live with family in Texas for a while while we try to secure another residence. Uh, but, yeah, we we just, we had to, I thought it was in the best interest. To 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 leave and and it's abrupt and it's it's not the most uh, favorable or or better yet it's not the most comf- comfortable thing to do. I mean,
0: you, you 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 we 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 grow up, we feel like we graduate. You know, we want to move someplace safe. Tell me a little bit about your journey there and, and what it's like.
2: Okay, uh, I'll give you the attenuated version, the short shortened version. But <clears throat> when my wife got with me, you know, I was. Recently divorced, you know, I had a very bad first marriage, abuse, and all kind of stuff. I was the victim, believe it or not. Men get abused, Uh, but whatever. So when my wife met me, I was kind of cantankerous, and I kind of like, you know, I just want to be by myself. Join the army, (laughs) army. I'm gonna join the army. But at the time, I was literally homeless. I was in Michigan. I was homeless, and uh, I had had my little car wash, but it was failing. This was 2007, 2008. I don't know if you remember, but Everything went down in Michigan. Detroit was the number one unemployed area in the United States. It was like number one. Employment was horrible. And I ended up being homeless. You know, you divorce, your wife gets the house, your ex-wife, whatever, she gets the house, the resources anyway. And I'm fine with that. But I um, ended up being homeless. Winters start coming. And I mean, it was just bad. My wife met me as I was as I hit rock bottom. Hmm. and. I told her, you know, look, I do have a plan. I'm going to join the military. I do have education. You know, I'm not just this loser guy. Just if you could just give me six months. So she gave me six months, and we ended up getting married before the six month period was over. I got married uh, May 28, 2008. That's I was love, in boot.
0: That's, that's real love, brother.
2: Wow. I was in boot camp May 29th, 2008. So I spent my honeymoon with 80 guys. I I used to love joking about that. Like, dude, you think you got it tough. I spent my honeymoon with 80 dudes. (laughs) Fast forward, we've been Illinois. We've been North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. You know, we've been all over the United States. And, you know, she's been rocking with me. Family, my entire family's been rocking with me. And, you know, we've progressed. You know, I went from running to base a a mile and a half to work, a mile and a half back, running back and forth to work, you know what I'm saying, to keep in shape and keep off the, the dad bod and everything, mm-hmm. while my wife took the one and only car we had to saving up and getting another little beater car and driving that for six months to a year and trading it in and saving up and not going to the clubs and everybody goes. And she worked with me. And over years, in about five years, we were doing good. And everybody thought it happened overnight. It was like, yeah. no, I used to run to work. I show up, I'm sweaty, I have to leave extra, extra early so when I get to work, I could shower and be in uniform and, you know, and still work. My legs are sore and I did wow. this for like a year and a half, You're saving right. up my little coins and, you know, got an old Monte Carlo and fixed it up and they're like, oh, you got, oh, HM3, Petty Officer Smith has this nice Monte Carlo. I'm like, bro, I saved and scrimped it. While you guys were having fun, I was, they used to make fun of me. I used to eat Vienna sausages and and stuff at work and I used to joke like oh yeah you know this is just how we used to do it going up but what they didn't know is I really just didn't have the extra money to go to McDonald's and all these other places even go to the galley because you know I'm a I'm married so I have to use my BAS and BAH well my BAS you know out of pocket you know so anyway I'm not going to the galley they're like what are you doing I'm like oh no man this is the old way you know it's how we used to do it in the hood you know type stuff but I'm eating Vienna's and crackers and and, 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 and freaking, what are those little sardines? Sorry, they, thinking about the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and they hated me. Cause they're like, Oh God, Smith is eating sardines, but it's protein. I got the Omega threes and it's, I'm getting cut up. And you know, by the time I got a car, you know, I was, I was well on my way, you know, but yeah, yeah. that's how it, it very humble, humble beginnings. And my wife is American dream, bro.
0: You're the American dream, man.
2: Yeah. I got the American dream wife, man. You know, I wouldn't, I, I swear, if it wasn't for my wife and my kids, like, you know, there's days, man, you look and you're like, I don't want to do this crap anymore. This sucks. They're yelling at me, I'm not even wrong. And you look back and you're like, I can't let the wife and the kids down. And someday I, <laughs> my youngest son, man, I, when I picked up Petty Officer, you know, I, it was my goal to make rank as quick as I could. Cause I was already a little older than my peers. And uh, I pinned on a third class. And uh, my son, he didn't even know anybody. I walked in the door after I pinned on. I had my pin-on ceremony. He got out of school. I'm home. And he's like, petty off to third class. I was like, wow, coming through. Dude, I mean, that's what we do it for, right? Amen. Amen. So that's my motivation.
0: You wanted him to be safe. So you moved into a a, a, a safer neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I thank God for you, man. I thank God for your example too. What what a what a story! You are the American dream. I I, thank you. I wish that your story was the made-for-TV movie. I wish that your story was the one that's being taught in the uh, in the public schools to the young children uh, who are being taught to live entitled lives, and and uh, you know everybody owes them something. You you you, you your whole story is Americanism encapsulated. Thank you. <laughs> Whitfield Smith, man. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Anything you want to share with anybody before
2: we go? Um, well, first I just, I I just want to thank you guys for your time and, uh, (laughs) listening to me just run on about myself and everything like that. Um, I, I just, I appreciate the platform and, um, just having a forum to be able to talk like this. Um, you know, the second amendment is near and dear to my heart. Um, this country of ours, I mean, especially for us. And I don't want this to get interpreted the wrong way, but as a black man in America, I'm beyond proud to be an American, if that makes sense. I'm beyond proud because (laughs) in a way we really fought for, I really feel like we earned our place at the table and to not appreciate that, embrace that and stand on it it's kind of like a waste. I mean, yeah. a lot of people put in a lot of work for people like me and you to even be here. Yeah, and what better way than to represent and appreciate and to take advantages of, of, of some of the things that we have, some of the rights that we have. First Amendment, Second Amendment, 14th Amendment, man. you know, not take advantage of it. Yeah. So it's near and dear to my heart. It's, it's near it's, and dear I,
0: I call it America as God's redemptive gift to the world. You know, there's never been another place in the history of the documented world where two people who looked exactly alike went to war over a bunch of pickaninnies that didn't look nothing like <laughs> 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 over a principle, over a value, over an ideal that they weren't able to live in at the time, but they were looking forward to. And I'm, I am that future. I thank God yeah. for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so why not? Why shouldn't we do our part to like pour into the cup a little bit you know and i'm still in that but i i got that from uh i'm well i'm giving shout outs to everybody so a former ceo of mine captain maureen pat awesome lady awesome lady i had the i had the awesome privilege of serving under her. and she would give these speeches and you know at ceremonies and whatnot and a lot of people were like oh god you know but i was listening to her and she really captivated me. And she used to have this saying called lean in, pouring in the cups. And I'm like, what's this pouring in the cups? So being a a Lean Six Sigma green belt, I ended up doing a project for the hospital that I was in, in Pensacola. And I got a chance to actually meet her, like face to face, like one-on-one, like more intimate than the big group of the 300 sailors. And really kind of hear and she really, really meant it. She was like, "There's gonna be times where it's tough, and you gotta lean in." And I was like, "Lean in." She was like, "No, oh, lean into it. Put your whole weight into it, your whole body into it, and you know, pouring in the cups. Like, you know, if you pray to God—I don't know your religion—but if you pray to God, you know, you ask for your cup to overflow. You know, wealth, abundance, so, so so such and so forth. But why would you pray only for a full cup if you could pray for a cup that's overflowing? Yeah. Because if the cup is overflowing and other people have their hands open, then you could pour in their cups with your excess. Yeah. So shoot for that. And, the, and when she told me that, it was like different things start clicking in my head. I kind of start moving over that. So I got to give her her flowers right now. That's great. I don't know if she's watching this, but wherever you are, Captain Patton, I appreciate you. Uh, you know what? And
0: we appreciate you. We're Field Smith. We're, we're out of time. But I so appreciate the conversation. Thank you for your life story, too, man. I'm telling you. It's what every American needs to hear. Thank you. Your appreciation, your diligence, your perseverance, and your heart of compassion to take care of your your family, your neighbors. It's Americanism, like I said, encapsulated. So thank you for joining us on 2A for today. Again, my name is Zoe. At 2A for today, we explore and we expose all things Second Amendment related, all things that protect, threaten, and violate our God-given rights, our Second Amendment protected rights to keep and bear arms thank you for joining us if you got any questions or concerns just put them in the comments below and i'll get to them as soon as we can in the coming weeks and days and months so god bless you guys thank you for watching two way for today again i'm zo and we'll see you next time